I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. William Bowman and Bowman's Capsule. How did it get its name? Sir William Bowman, first baronet, was born in Nanwich, Cheshire, England, the third son of a banker and amateur botanist and geologist. It is said that a childhood accident involving gunpowder is what interested him in medicine. His earliest major work was on the structure of striated muscle, for which he was elected fellow of the Royal Society in 1841 at the young age of 25. And at the young age of 25, he identified what would become known as Bowman's capsule. He presented his findings in 1842 in his paper on the structure and use of the Malpighian bodies of the kidney to the Royal Society and was awarded the Royal Medal. Bowman would discover the relationship between the glomerular capillary bed and the dilated proximal end of the convoluted tubules. He had injected potassium dichromate and lead acetate into the renal artery which allowed the small blood vessels to be outlined with clarity and disrupted the anatomic integrity of the glomerular capillary walls, thus allowing access of the colored fluid into the urinary tubules. He concluded that the glomerular capillaries were enclosed in an infolding of the proximal end of the tubule, now called Bowman's capsule. His use of thin microscopic slices allowed the continuity of his anatomic structures to be determined with certainty and his optical equipment was far superior to that available to Malpighi. Thus, in 1842, he concluded that the arteries became capillaries within the glomeruli before emerging to form a portal system of secondary capillaries which vascularized the tubules and drained into the veins. He noted that each renal tubule was lined by epithelial cells and that a basement membrane lay behind these, that the tubule connected to a paraglomerular space and the tubular basement membrane continued around the outside of that space and that the capillary tuft lay within the space. Thus Bowman not only linked the tubules to the glomeruli, but provided the first description of a biological basement membrane. He also described the paratubular capillary plexus. His exact words could not be more profound. I quote, It would be difficult to conceive a disposition of parts more calculated to favor the escape of water from the blood vessels than that of the Malpighian body. A large artery breaks up in a very direct manner into a number of minute branches of which suddenly opens into an assemblage of vessels of far greater aggregate capacity than itself and from which there is but one narrow exit. Hence must arise a very abrupt retardation in the velocity of the current of blood. The velocities in which this occurs are uncovered by any structure. They lay bare in a cell from which there is but one outlet, the orifice of the tube. Why is so wondrous an apparatus placed at the extremity of each uriniferous tube, 
if not to furnish water, to aid in the separation and solution of their ruinous products from the epithelium of the tube. The secretion is brought from the tubules of the gland, i.e. glomerular capillaries, in a fluid state and only becomes solid, for example, as seen in the solid urine of some reptiles, by reabsorption of its aqueous portion after it has traversed the tortuous canals, tubules, wherein it was formed, end of quote. Bowman, with his mentor, published a five-volume, Physiological Anatomy and Physiology of Man, Encyclopedia of Anatomy of Physiology, in 1852. In these works, they related the minute anatomical findings to physiological functions, and their extensive use of the microscopes revolutionized the study of anatomy and physiology. He examined kidneys from many species, from parrots to boa constrictors, through a compound microscope that magnified about 300 times. And by the way, the chromatic aberration was rectified by John Lister. Several organs bear the name Bowman's. He founded the Ophthalmological Society of Great Britain, was elected as the first president, which later became the Royal College of Ophthalmologists. In 1884, Queen Victoria created him as a baronet. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.